What's going on, guys? Welcome to Calling All Craft Beer. My name is Luke. I'm your host with my boy Thomas over here next to me. French He's Tom. a French Tom, French Tom 86. Damn. What is, you know, when we talk about 86, I know that was the year you were born, but I laugh because 86 also means like the end of things. Oh, is it? Yeah, so like when a beer oh, is done, they say it's 86. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Well, so. I, am the, I am the bringer of death and, of, <laughs> and doom. I'm one of the four bringer horsemen. Bringer of so. death and doom. So where are we? Tell the people. We are at Orchestrated Mine in uh, downtown Fort Lauderdale. Word. And in uh, kind of the warehouse area, yeah. which they're kind of bringing up. It's super, super cool in here. It's almost like uh, Wynwoody, this kind of area, right? Yeah, it's almost yeah. like if you just took one block of Wynwood. Because yeah. I think next door, and I haven't had time to Google it. We just got here. Um, but um, they have a dog park slash bar oh cool store it's called like uh, brews and barks oh hell yeah dude that's um, perfect i should have brought my dog i know right next time brews when i came in uh first person i got a chance to chat with was dave the owner yeah and uh cool dude you can tell that he uh it's funny every brewery owner is named dave <laughs> i'm just kidding is it I, well it's funny because matthew's brewing is dave okay orchestrated yeah. minds is dave you know and i i laugh because it's just like but at least the last couple we've met have been dave that's a, yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. And so we, uh, we we came from Riverside Market, and we had yes. some oh, hummus. Oh, shit. I forgot to write the name down. What did you? Oh, the beer you had? Yeah. It was com- something like the Notorious P.I.G. or something like no, that. No, Pig. Yeah, Notorious yeah. Pig. Pig, something like that. War yeah. Pig. Yep. Something. I had a Crunk, which is a Berliner from LIC Brewing Company. You had a can, though. Yeah, I had a can. I had a draft, and, yeah. Dude, it was so good. That, that really hit the spot for sure. So... W- so we're here at Orchestrated Minds, and today's kind of like a funky day because I had a fucked up night last night, <laughs> and I'm going to kind of share it with you guys because I think, you know, we, we talk a lot about the joy of craft beer and the fun that it brings and the camaraderie and shit like that, but there's also kind of a dark side to this shit, and I think when we get to a point where the beer, where it's no longer about the beer and you're either drinking just to get fucked up or you're drinking just to... What's the what am I thinking of here? If you're drinking to forget, yeah, to forget about or something, or yeah, to yeah. kind of cope with something or cover it up, it becomes an issue. And I think I kind of had that last night. You know, uh, I had a phenomenally long talk with my buddy Drew from California, Pretzel Pros, Mister Drew Brew, and uh, I mean three hours on the phone, you know, talking, and we talked about a lot of stuff that, you know, kind of brought up things for me that that were rough, and and I was, and at that point I was kind of just drinking, like it wasn't. It wasn't. A, I couldn't even tell you what half the beer I drank last night tasted like, but I ended up putting down like four triples at over ten, you know, over ten percent or ten percent plus, an eight point five double, and then a fifteen percent quintuple IPA. And needless to say, I embarrassed myself. I said some things to my family that I'm not proud of, and uh, I kind of felt the need to come on here and, you know, and get some accountability from the listeners and from you guys, and just kind of. You know, reassure myself that that's not who I am, man. Like, I don't do this. It's about the beer. It's not about getting fucked up. It's not about being, you know, sauced and not being able to actually function as a human being. You know, Thomas and I have gone out. We've gotten toasted a couple times, but it's never been to the point where I've gone home and, like, you know, and put anybody through a wall, or and which I didn't last night I either. I did puke once. Yeah, Thomas has puked quite a few times. but Yeah, you know what, dude? I don't know why I threw up so much. <laughs> Thomas can't hold his liquor. 
Yeah, it's so weird. I think it's because I'm getting older. It's all that acid reflux <laughs> I've been dealing with for years. That's fucking backfiring Acid now. reflux. Yeah, so. But, yeah, no, I mean, well, first off, we should say if anybody's kind of struggling with drinking and stuff, um, talk to somebody. Absolutely. Because um, that always helps. And, and if you don't think. As we're your, drinking beers. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you're drinking in excess on yes, a regular basis. absolutely, yeah. But if you, you know, first thing you want to do in the morning when you wake up, start drinking shit like that. Um, or if you've been drinking a lot, which I think we're all kind of guilty of from time to time. Well, especially COVID too, man. I yeah, think it doesn't that's help. One of the things that I like pulled back from is during like the height of COVID, like this time last year and, and beyond, I would, dude, I found myself probably going through 24 to 30 craft beers a week. You know, drinking four or five a day sometimes, and I had to pull. And the funny part was I didn't have any issues in terms of, like, the way I was treating people or anything like that. But what I was doing was, one, spending a lot of money, and, yeah, two, not cheap. and two, getting fat as fuck, which is right. where I currently am right now. Fat as fuck. Yeah, crab beer is not cheap, that's for sure. No, not at all. 24 bucks for four beers is not cheap. You're not yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, but to get off of, like, the somber note, you know, not completely because I know um, Thomas and I were chatting about some stuff all together, but I'm not, I, I didn't want to, I'm not bringing this up on the show because I'm downing, you know, I'm trying to be a downer or like, or have a shitty show that's going to talk about negativity or anything like that. It's not about that. It's just about being real with you guys and, and, you know, the mental health aspect of life is so important for us to actually talk about it and seek help when we need it and not just bury it, you know, under, you know, 2,000 ABV worth of craft beer, right? You know, or a bottle of whiskey, or exactly or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you should you should try to reach out for for the help that's needed, whether it's like talking to a professional or, God forbid, getting to rehab or, or trying right. to, you know, if, I guess if all else fails, get into, um, you know, trying your own thing to quit. Like I know, what I've personally been doing is is greatly cut down during the week. Absolutely, yep. And then, you know, kind of let it loose on the weekends. Sometimes it gets a little bit too loose, so you got to dial that back, too. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, like yesterday for me. Yes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Indeed. So, um, but, you know, at least, you know, first step is, is recognizing it, talking about it, kind of taking the stigma out of it. Yep. Not that it's, you know, we're not doing the, the Lord's work here. But I think, you know, based on the amount of listeners and I'm sure more than one you know, more than a few people struggle with probably the binge drinking aspect because I know that's something that I've, you know, dealt with before. <clears throat> yep. And, I mean, it's, so, it's true and it's re- and it's a reality. So I'm definitely <clears throat> dumber now than I've ever been. You're definitely water? Dumber. <laughs> killed a lot of brain cells. So. Oh, yeah. I can definitely say that for sure. So let's get uh, let's get, yeah, let's get fun. Let's get to some <laughs> beers. Yeah. So what did you have? You had the all-inclusive sour, uh, IPA. sour IPA. Which is really, really tasty. Tell uh, us about it. Very uh, pineapple, mango, orange, coconut. It's all there. Maybe not the pineapple as much. Right. It was definitely mango, I tasted orange, it. It was coconut. very coconutty. Coconut yeah. and citrus forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but very good. Yeah. Six and a half percent ABV. And then I had the Any Pie Left, which is also a sour IPA, 6.5%. And it says, not for long, this crazy sour IPA is filled to the brim with pineapple, blueberry, orange, mango, and dry hop with a Zaka. I have to be honest, I'm not a fan. It wasn't that great. Um, it's a little weird, but I'm going to definitely do some new ones. I want to get a uh, Liberation, please, have four. 
And did you want something else or are you still working? Oh, yeah, on I'm going to do. Okay. And I'm probably going to do Squad Up. There you go. Squad Up. All right. So I'm doing the Liberation, which is a New England IPA, 7.2. And I only keep it real with you guys. That's why I'm telling the truth, you know, about how I felt about the other sour. It was super sour, but I just didn't get a lot of flavors. I got kind of orange rind. Is really oh, maybe. Thing oh, word. Yeah. Oh, word sounds good. It sounds really good. Thank you. Awesome. This is this is um, first sip of Liberation, New England IPA. Ooh, it smells dank as fuck. Got some like uh, mm, terpeny. But um, how's your weight peen besides that? How's my weight? Weak. You're weak, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he oh lost the menu again twice. The fucking um, menu keeps flying off the counter. How's your You're weak. My week was me. good. I can't. I mean, other than yesterday, where I like you know almost killed myself. The uh, the rest of the week has been pretty decent. I can't complain. I mean, the this is amazing. Yeah, liberation. Yeah, dude, that's, I'm feeling this. Oh yeah, that's good. Nice and sour. Oh yeah, well that'll be next on the list. Yeah. Cool. Which one's up a next? word? He a said, word. A that's word. what I'm getting now. Yeah, yeah it sounds really good. That. It sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really? But it's what, like 7%? Here, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here, I know, right? Do you want to talk in here? There you go. What's your name? Mark. Uh, Is he on? You didn't Yeah, he's on. on. He's on. Oh. We're good. Yeah. Can't complain. Mark is a uh, just hanging out here at the bar with his son and drinking some beers. Yeah, so and we'll, he started telling us about the ones that he had, so we figured we might as well get him on the show. Oh, turn the mic on. I'm sorry. That's why. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> here you go. Now you can hear so me. now I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> Good. How are you doing? Good. Um, I've actually known Wes since his last career. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So I've been coming here since he opened the place. Nice. Exactly a year and a half ago. I today. was going to say uh, very cool. Oh, year exactly and a half. A year and a half ago today. He told wow, me that that's just pretty awesome. Now. Oh shit. So I it's kind of an anniversary. The change yeah. is necessary, and that is about as smooth as an IPA has ever had. Nice. I could probably sit down and drink six of them and not even think twice. You wow. said change is necessary. Yeah, that's the Imperial. Huh? That one's eight point two. It changes necessary change, is a good one. Necessary. All right, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna do O word. O word and change is necessary. Change is necessary. I'm doing two full pours. Big boy cool. stuff. Oh, big full pours. You heard them? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, you're up next. Yeah. You're up <laughs> next. Uh, uh, well, either O word or change is necessary. Wes. Wes, Davey, come over here. So let's talk about your one and a half year anniversary. Yeah. Well, what's up? What's up with that? Um, you know, with COVID and everything, I don't think that's appropriate. But we're definitely planning for the two year anniversary around yeah. September of next year. Nice. Tons of barrels filled up. We are actually diligently working toward a, a really dope uh, tap list for that event. You know, we're known cool. for our, our big stouts and we're definitely going to bring out some big boys and lots of bottle releases as well as on-site like special tapping. So very cool. Ex- excited about the, the anniversary, but also just trying to make the dopest beer today for tomorrow. You Absolutely. Know? Feel you. Cool. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks, oh, you're welcome. Thanks for jumping on. Appreciate it. So the... Uh, so we'll be looking forward to the anniversary in September for sure. Oh yeah, we got to come over here. And yeah, I'm excited for the one I'm having. Do some here. dogs and brews and and then some brews here. So right? that's awesome. Yeah, pretty awesome. Full, full. He's doing. Please. He's going yeah. big boy with the full pour. Well, I'm only getting three beers today. So okay. Yeah. Three beers. I did. 
And I'm I, I'm not on a tight schedule, so I plan just I'll I'll stay here and kick it. Oh yeah, you're good. Liberation is, ah, dude, I love it. It's fantastic. This, it's, which it, one did he say this was? I don't know. Which one is that? Oh word, okay. Oh word. So he gave him the oh, big man. boy one that first. Yeah, that's twelve. Per- twelve percent, right? Nine percent. Nine. Nine percent. Yeah. Dude, that's really good. Yeah. It's really easy to drink. Why? Why is it that the high ABV ones are always the easiest to drink? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's like anything in the kitchen, you know. If you if you making a roux or if you just baking chicken, yeah, rice, yeah, like yeah. If you got the right, you know, seasoning on, I think it comes out the way you want it. Right. This is actually our first endeavor to a grist of over fifty percent of oats. It's always a little bit intimidating to do that. Like that, you hear horror stories of stuck masses right. and everything. We've been studying those guys up north, like other half and uh, and Trillium for mm-hmm. a while, and tapped into a couple of those recipes with cool. those guys and like. Uh, Really, really pumped with how that one came out. Yeah. I mean, change is my baby. I love that beer, but this is uh, this is something. Else. Yeah, man, it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. No, that's yeah. that's really, really fucking good. Thank that's you. awesome, man. <laughs> I thank that. you. That's some good stuff there, Papa. Oh yeah. So that one is delicious. The uh, so they moved Wakefest. Did I tell you? No. Yeah. I was so going to ask you earlier. I complete because we're talking about Drew. So and, and yeah. So and I'm not. Uh, I'm not necessarily upset about it. But they moved it to April 17th instead of the 10th. Does that have anything to do with uh, th- them uh, with Miami Dade ending the curfew or something next month? I'm not sure, but he said that he said that there were basically what they're doing is they're limiting event permitting because they don't want too many too many people to be in areas at any given time and there were already a, a couple of events that were going on that same day on the 10th so they weren't able to get the permit to do the event so they had to move it a week so they could actually get the permitting so from what i've seen so far the, the is and is drew still coming he's yeah he is is he gonna miss looking it into potentially moving his flight so yeah. that he can come for it still um we haven't he hasn't actually made that decision yet he wants to he wants to make sure we can get tickets and i think that's the hardest you're going to be the hardest thing because they opened ticketing for one day um and then they realized they had to change it so they stopped and in that one day they already sold out of the ultra vip tickets which are the 550 dollars tickets yeah which is fine for me yeah i just want a regular sure. yeah i want a regular ticket. but at the end of the day it was like damn dude well, you know something rich. like that yeah right it's like well, i don't need 12 bottles and a t-shirt and 17 right. glasses and a pair of you know, Jay Wakefield underwear. I'm good. Uh, uh, talking about special events, <laughs> when is St. Patty's Day typically? I don't know. Isn't it like the? Isn't it like today? Is it? Or is it next next Saturday? Isn't it? I don't know. I thought it was like the second Saturday in March or something like that. Because, uh, um, well, maybe it'll be too late then. Um, I should know because I'm Irish, but I don't. I know Matthews was doing something. I know. Yeah, I was. I just want to give him a shout out. Yep. Uh, Saturday the thirteenth. No, so next Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. 12 p.m. I, w- I won't be in town, actually, so never mind. But gotcha. they're going to have some cool beers. Yeah, I know Matthews is doing some. Uh, they were put, They were like they were like green beers got nothing on us is one of the things yeah, they posted right. and stuff like that. Yeah, so been pretty cool. The uh, look, My wife just texted me about the house that we're waiting on details for. So that's been like another. That's definitely been a challenge we've been going through is getting this moving and getting, you know, going to a bigger house and. Dude, the market is incredible right now. Like it's, I mean, we're we're finding properties where it's like, the day it hits the market, it's got ten offers. Uh, for rental, even? Yeah, dude, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And my buddy, now we 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 got in with uh, 
a couple of these companies that are, one's called Invitation Homes and the other one's called Progress Homes. And basically what it is, is it's a, it's almost like an apartment complex community, but they actually have houses. So you go through them, you get approved. Once you're approved, you find a house. And as long as you are the first person on the house to make an application, it's it's, it's, it's yours yeah. unless you get denied. You know what I mean? Which, right. you know, typically you're not going to get denied in most cases. But it's... um. So we got lucky with that, and we found one we really like, and, and the the contract is pending on it right now. So we're waiting to see kind of what happens. Their their stipulations are a little bit higher than you know some of the others. Like you you, you have to make three and a half times the rent, which is uncommon. Most places are two and a half to three times, not three and a half times. Right. But they also allow any kind of dog. There's no weight stipulations. There's no breed stipulations. Nothing. And the uh, and I believe the uh, the um, cable is included. So, which oh, is kind cool. of which is kind of a cool thing, yeah. Because you're talking about, I mean, we pay about 200 bucks a month for cable right now. I so, pay 30. Yeah, I hate you. What do you have? The internet. You only pay 30 bucks for internet? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How the hell do you manage that? What do you have? AT and T? No, Comcast. Really? Yeah. And you have like the slowest, lowest. No, I one? had the, the slowest and lowest was 25 megabits. It was 20 bucks a month. Really? And then they called me. They always call you to be like. Listen, for 10 more bucks a month, we'll quadruple your speed. Yeah, yeah. So I got 100 megabits. Now, am I old? I have an old Apple router, and I don't want to spring another 120 bucks for, or 200 bucks for a new router. Right. But uh, I think right now I'm getting like 35 to 40 megabits, but I live by myself. And it's only you, so you're it's okay. It's just me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, like, Does it I, work good for TV and everything, for you to watch like movies great. and stuff? Yeah, because yeah. I, I only stream. Gotcha. So okay. I can watch any... I watch all Disney Plus, which, by the way, fuck Disney Plus, fuck Netflix. Yes. Um, they're all jacking up their prices. They are, the I bastards. Find it bull- I find it absolute bullshit that they should do it the way where if you have a plan, you should be grandfathered in. Yeah, absolutely. It shouldn't be That's, upping your cost. You should be cost. rewarded for being, for being with, with them, them since 10, the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So Bro, what we I signed did on the Netflix when it was nine ninety nine, and now it's seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but the, what I did when I found out the prices were going up with Disney Plus is I prepaid for a whole year. Oh, really? So I'm only paying. So I'm I'm essentially paying five bucks a month. Okay, that's not bad for a year. Well, we did we because I wasn't going to cancel since all the shows are coming out. Yeah, we did the Disney Plus, ESPN, Hulu package. Yeah, ESPN Plus is the biggest crock of shit I've ever seen in my life. Is it? I haven't even looked at anything on it yet. You're not, not going to get anything. Really? You don't get anything. You get signing up for Disney for ESPN Plus means you can pay them to get Extra UFC shit. fights. Oh, really? Because the UFC <laughs> fights aren't even free. <laughs> That's you got to pay for the. You still have to pay for the main card. That's so you crazy. get the prelim. But so you get the like, prelims, but you don't get the main cards. Yeah, it's like seventy bucks. Oh but you have God. to pay for ESPN Plus just to buy the main cards. That's crazy, dude. I didn't even know that because we just did it, and it, I think it ended up being twelve ninety nine a month for the three. Right. Versus seven for Disney Plus, and then I think we were also paying like seven or eight for Hulu. So right, so essentially, yeah, it made so sense. So you got two dollars off, and you got ESPN yeah. Plus, which you will never use because I've <laughs> had that package before. Yeah, the only thing it works is yes, they have a paywall, ESPN Plus paywall for like the best quote unquote fantasy advice columns that they do. Okay, like their their special rankings are on there. Right, um, and so you need ESPN Plus, but if you, you know, I mean. That's the only thing where ESPN Plus could be worth it, honestly. Right. Gotcha. But that's wild. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, dude, the, the cost of some of these streaming services, like, if, if we if we can get internet for like what you're saying, like thirty bucks, 
and then have like two or three streaming services. I mean, you could have legitimately have That's like a whole TV for like have, 50 bucks. I have Netflix, who, uh, Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, and YouTube. Yeah, but you don't even pay for all those. Don't tell stories. You have logins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you actually pay for? You, you Disney well, Plus. You pay for Disney <laughs> Plus, you bastard. I love you. Uh, but you yeah. So you're basically paying like 37 bucks a month. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 35 because you paid for a year. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's wild, yeah. dude. We're paying. Dude, we have everything. The only thing we don't have right now is as I deactivated HBO Well, that's Max. also why, like, put it this way. My motorcycle is 200 bucks a month. Right. So I'm willing to give up. And it's I don't have kids. So yeah, it's absolutely, right? totally different. Yep. Um, but also, I'm young enough to not saying, but I know how to find things. Yeah. On the internet. I got you. And then stream them onto my TV. Oh, me too. Yeah. You think I paid for any UFC fight? No, or no, that's what I'm saying. Any, like, like I know Mike how Tyson to get things fought done. Roy Jones recently. I watched yeah, yeah, that shit yeah. on Reddit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying I'm doing it, but if I wanted to, yeah. I know I can just Google things and they pop up. Got you. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, so that's essentially you know. That's wild. Yeah. Well, that's like us, dude. But we have everything, dude. We have. And you know what's crazy too is I think uh, it only goes because this is a one-year special, and it goes up to f- sixty per month. Really? After one year, and that's like locked. Oh, for price. your for your internet. internet. Gotcha. So I'll still be sixty-five bucks a month. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's still t- not terrible. I mean, we're paying our cable alone is two ten, which does include Netflix. Netflix is on our cable bill because we got it through Xfinity. Right. But then on top of that, we pay the twelve ninety nine for the Hulu Disney Plus package, which I canceled Disney Plus because of those pedophilic fucks. But my wife refused to let me keep it canceled, so she went and did it herself. One <laughs> Division was really good last night. So stupid. The finale. I didn't watch the finale, but the show itself to me is just dumb. No, it's great. I don't get it. It was know. great. Well, but it, you also I only I mean, watched the first episode. So yeah, see, that's the thing. You got to make it through the first three, and then after that, it opens up. Okay. But so this ends exactly, I think, from what I understand, where it doesn't end exactly, but like where, where it ends start? is where um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse oh, okay. of Madness picks up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because she's in it. Right. So it's gonna be shortly after that whole thing. Gotcha. Unfolds. So we have those three, and then we have Netflix, which is part of our cable, and then we have Prime, you know, Amazon Prime. So oh, yeah, I have Prime, too, yeah. actually. Yeah. So with those... But I don't pay for that either. Yeah, that's all right. It is what it is. <laughs> so we're basically paying around 230 a month for cable and internet and that's streaming services, which isn't yeah. terrible, Yeah. considering, you know, if I wasn't paying $600 a month for cell phones, it probably wouldn't be so bad, but... You know. I pay... <laughs> I pay 40 bucks a year. Yeah, because what do you got? Like Simple Mobile or something like that? No, I got Metro. Okay. It's T-Mobile. Yeah. yeah. We have... Uh, Unlimited. We have Sprint. With tethering. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, got it. I might have to look into that. <laughs> we have six We have six lines. It's basically 100 bucks a line. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, traveling. Yeah, I've... I have family, uh, family in France. Well, I have Sprint, which is now T-Mobile. Yeah, so you're good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was actually it actually worked out good for us for our new phones because we got, we all had like iPhone 11s, and we I ended up the whole family ended up getting a 12. Oh, I thought your phone looked different. Yeah, our whole family ended up getting 12s, and it's and we're now paying like half the price of what we were paying. Oh, because with, for the least restrained you and yeah yeah well because uh, T-Mobile 
does a better. They do an actual uh, purchase, like it's a it's a it's a finance option yeah. instead of a lease. So the lease with Sprint was like forty two bucks a month for each phone. We're paying like eighteen dollars a month for the phones through T Mobile. Not bad. Nah, dude, way better. We ended up that actually ended up. I think our bill now really is like four four fifty. But we were paying close to six. But then when we changed all the phones, we saved one hundred fifty bucks. That's not bad. Nah, man, that yeah, was a good deal. That's great. So. My phone, I got one year left of financing through Apple, and then when that's done, I want to get onto the Apple, like Apple has their own lease program. Yeah, yeah. Where you get a new phone every year. Yeah. I want to get on their program. Yep. The but forever Apple thing or whatever that is, because yours is uh, an eleven, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah, an eleven Pro. Yeah. I'd I've I've got the Square Twelve Pro. Which doesn't do anything different. It's just thicker. It's like That's what she said. It's square edges. Might be but a little also bit bigger. longer. It has a thicker head than you know the. Uh, <laughs> we have the phone. The phone itself is almost the same size, but your screen's bigger. Yeah, because it goes cool. edge to edge. It, yep. It goes the same edge. I think what it is is um. It yeah, is quite a bit bigger. No, is it? You've really? got quite a bit more screen real estate. Yeah, that's oh, wild. Yeah. That's wild. I didn't realize it was that much bigger. But it's cool. It works. I like it. Yeah. Fuck. See, I can't I, I can't <laughs> look at things like that cuz then yeah. I just want to buy stuff. I'm well, like I'm the same addict. way. It's like yeah. when you you know, you go to the dealership and you sit in the Shelby GT500 and then you leave with like ownership papers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Oh yeah. No, I don't want to buy it. Then you go back the next day and you beg them to take it back cuz you're like I can't Oh my god, this I can't afford thing. this. Yeah. <laughs> Please take this back, please. No, I'm kidding. Uh, dude, I, I I have to say this beer is fucking delicious. By dude, the way, dude, these are all. Good. Have yeah. you have you seen all these fucking companies now that are doing these vehicle giveaways? Like uh, you, you have like Tuner Colt, you have eighty eighty. You have I know somebody. Have, yeah, he keeps signing up for these uh, Lamborghini giveaways. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you buy like you buy, buy T-shirt. Swag, yeah. yeah, you buy yeah, swag yeah. and it buys you, you get points. Yeah. Well, you know who does that mm-hmm. a lot for motorcycles is Yami Noob. Oh uh, yeah, the YouTube channel. the YouTube guy. Yeah. He's got, he's probably given like half a dozen bikes, and I think he's got like five or six more to give away. Wow. So, yeah, you either you pay for the Patreon or you buy swag. Yeah, yeah. And you get points. And you're entered, and then. Or or you get entries, yeah, because a lot of people were. But I was, but all of a sudden, dude, I entered one for one called 8080. I bought two t shirts. Mm -hmm. Kind of a badass one that has a big turbo one. It says Boost Life. And then I actually bought like a lime green Lamborghini Huracan shirt, mm-hmm. and it was for a Huracan giveaway. Right. They were doing a 2000, I think it was a 2019 uh, LP LP 640 Huracan uh, with like a full body kit on it, carbon fiber wheels, you know, all kinds of exhaust, all kinds of cool shit. And of course, I didn't win anything. I, you know, it is what it is. But I spent about sixty bucks, and I think I got a hundred and. You get like an entry, two time, two entries for every dollar you spend. So I had like 120 entries into the thing, and then, uh, <clears throat> but I all of a sudden now, I'm getting them from everywhere. Like RTR is doing a, um, is doing a like must stage five Mustang giveaway. This guy on YouTube Stang Mode is giving away a, a brand new Mach One, the 2021 Mustang Mach One. Oh yeah, you know like they're I all they over. Did the away place. with the bullet. Now it's the yeah. Mach One instead. But now I'm like. Dude, like, I mean, how are these, how are, like, these YouTubers giving away fucking cars, man? You really think they're selling that much swag that they can give away a $60,000 or $100,000 car? Maybe that's all, instead of marketing anywhere else, they're treating it like that's their best marketing plan. Maybe, like, a yeah. company would have a $250,000 marketing budget yeah. for a year. And none they of the cars, 
as far as I've been able to tell, maybe RTRs is, but most of the cars they're not new. Oh. You know, like the guy, like the guy Stang mode. I mean, he'll he, he's going to drive this Mach One around for the next probably That's three true. months until yeah. he gives it away and make content with it. Yeah, so he it did the same thing for itself. Yeah, he That's did what it. Yami New does. He uh, he rides it. He does reviews with it. Rides it. Right. Mods it. Makes more content. Gets more sponsorship. More Absolutely, product yeah. placement. Yep. And then gives it away. Mm. He started with like a janky ass Honda Nine One Nine Hornet. Right. Which was my dream bike in high school, um, and now he's giving away one. what? He, uh, Kawasaki ZH2, which is okay. 200 horsepower nice. supercharged for Sunday. Really? That's bad as hell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's cool. a naked bike. Yeah. So it's just a frame. No, no. Yeah, no fairing, no, no nothing. Fairings, you're yeah. you're upright, no clip-ons. Very um, cool. Just yeah. a bad. Talking about fast motorcycles. Bike. Yeah. I'm going to Daytona next week. Are you? What are you yes, going to do in Daytona? Masturbate. No, I kind of want to get a tattoo done. Uh, okay. But I've always want. Oh, and actually, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to track down where the lead. Uh, where the lead guitar. I don't know if he's lead. The guitarist from Slipknot. Okay. He lives in the area, and you I know like, based on his, his Instagram backyard? story, I, he's up there right now. So I'm okay. gonna try to fucking find him and take a picture of him. That's funny. Uh, I'm going, but I'm also. I've always wanted to ride my motorcycle up to like a bike event like that, which I'm gonna get to do, which is awesome. Cool. Um, and then hopefully I'll get Then you're going to get a helmet tattooed on your penis. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not, I haven't <laughs> nah. ruled out anything. I already have one helmet, actually. Never mind. I can't. Um, you have the, the, man, the, the Boba Fat helmet. No, I mean, oh, no, you have this the, one. that one. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but what do you want for real? Have you thought about the tattoo? No, I'm just going to look at the one and be like, that one looks cool. Okay. So you're going to pick some flash or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get something small. Traditional shit. I got yeah. You. That's cool. Yeah, I got to get a couple spots filled in, but I figured I like getting tattoos when I'm on vacation because it like reminds you of vac- yeah, yeah, vacation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good I, idea. I never thought about doing that because I probably have a whole lot of tattoos on my ass. Yeah, like a, like a passport. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, just a stamp. You yeah. know, like so sign, I mean, my, I have, sign my ass, please. <laughs> I, have, I have a tattoo from New York, Wyoming, France, Key West. Very cool. And then uh, tattoo convention, and then a bunch of a bunch of different South Florida artists. Uh, nice. Christmas giveaway. Cool. Uh, yeah. Any, yeah. So mine are all like, I don't know. Mine one arm is from pretty much the same person. And oh like yeah, we three yeah. of them are like when I was a kid. I was 18 and got up three within three months of each other. Yeah. One of them was from the uh, New York International Tattoo Convention that Freddie Corbin did. Which is probably my most memorable, but also my worst tattoo because it looks like a faded grandma's ass right now. Oh yeah, we talked. And I yeah. got to get it covered. Um, but yeah, that's a good idea. It like, aged weird, right? It aged yeah, and, that's, and what's so weird is that I don't, dude. I don't go in the sun because I'm like white, and I get sunburn incredibly. So it's not like the sun faded it, but the tattoo is so faded, and it's so detailed. It's actually a dragon on top of a skull rock. And it is just so faded that it's really hard to even tell what it is anymore. Yeah, that's always my worry about the the dragon. I have that super detailed. I, I hope it doesn't. I mean, based on his work, it doesn't age right. bad. But I just don't want it to get muddled and just look shitty because right now it looks dope. Exactly. Well, this thing is 20. Well, I got it when I was 18. So it's 23 years old. And it's gone through my arms being 22 inches to my oh, arms. Right. That might be probably the worst part yeah, of the it. Yeah, the stretch in the back. Yeah, having the big ass the arms and then getting fat and arms going away. So that probably is what fucked it up. But who knows? The yeah. rest of them look good. Like my right arm where I have the 
the waves and the tribal, that thing's yeah, it looks you know, great. That, that thing is like still pretty damn good. And the it's faded, the art. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, that's fairly. These are fairly new. I've only had them for a couple of years. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now they're they're a little bit tougher to see because I'm hairy as fuck right now. But yeah, I gotta yeah, I gotta get Nicole to shave me. <laughs> yeah. I'm my getting, kids I'm tell losing me all the time. hair on my head and they're growing on my back oh, and shoulders dude. and my, my fucking ears. Yeah. Dude, ears are crazy. My my wife likes it's to pluck my ears. Fucking it's mentally fucking me. Oh yeah. My kids want to shave my arms all the time. My wife my daughter's always like, Daddy, shave your arms so we can see your tattoos better. God bless you. Man's over, God. Man's over here Allergies, sneezing yeah, his face fuck off. Me. My my truck is literally when you when you leave, look at my truck, it, it's got covered a weird in pollen. It's yellow. Yeah, Paul. It's a black truck. Bro. Even my tires are yellow. Mine too. My yeah. entire hood it's and, fucking and roof bananas. is covered in pollen. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So, uh... Does, does allergies give you the shits? No. Okay. Then. The medicine might, though. You taking anything? Uh, no, I don't take anything. Okay. Yeah, it shouldn't. Normally, that's just, you know, food. <laughs> sticking my gummy, my grubby, because I bite my nails, sticking my dirt, which is also the big that thing too. with COVID, oh, yeah. right? Like, don't, don't your touch nails. your mouth. Don't touch oh, yeah. your eyes. I lick my fingers I'm constantly fingers in my mouth, biting my nails. Oh, yeah. I don't really bite them because I, I, my nails have full nails. Yeah. But I just trim chew them. on them. You trim them? No. I Yo, you don't take them. any off? No. Oh, I do. Sometimes I do. Yeah, mine are... I'll have like Mine a meltdown. Yeah, yeah, but um, I actually chew the shit out of mine. Oh, so do I. Some like once every few months, I'll just, I'll down to the bone, bleed, and then <laughs> they grow back out, and then I'll have a meltdown again. And then and he starts chewing on his toes yeah. while his fingernails grow back. Nah, but that—that's they say. I mean, how do you think I got so flexible? I know, right? It's supposed <laughs> to be a nervous habit, and I mean, I guess that's probably a My realistic thing. My mom used to put thing. nail polish on me. Really? Yeah, so like the, you wouldn't the bitter one? chew them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and crazy. And I would still. I fucking Dude, I learned to I fight could, through the taste when I was a bro, kid. And just I could dip my fingers in hot sauce and I would still chew on them. It oh, yeah. Matter, well, right? I like hot sauce. It's such a, ha- a habit for oh, me that... shit. Talking about this. You know how I was... Um, we're going to get back to the beer thing real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know how I, I was telling you we should check out Tactical Brewery? Yeah. And you know how I'm a big fan of Drinking Bros? Yeah. So Drinking Bro- Tactical Brewery... Sponsors is, Drinking Bros? ...is releasing their own signature seltzer. Really? Seltzer? What, what are these guys, homos? Well, because they're in their 40s, and they're like... And it's it's eight seven point eight percent Okay, so it's an imperial ca- seltzer. And it's only 130 calories. Okay. Uh, habanero peach. <laughs> habanero. Yeah, so apparently... You're going to hate it. They, uh, what, yeah, so they did... Uh, they actually tried it live on YouTube. Was it good? Did they like they, it? They did... Uh, they sampled six... Mm-hmm. Um, Mango, no, I'm sorry. Peach, habanero peach, strawberry shortcake, and I forget the fourth flavor. Right. But those were the big contenders. Cool. And they picked the habanero peach one as the final winner? As a top two. Okay. They, they were, it was three people trying. and Gotcha. No one could agree on the same number one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But That's cool. There were onesie twosies. So um, on my way back from Daytona, I'm hoping... Some? I don't know if I don't think they'll have them canned yet, but I'm gonna try to see if I can score a, a sneak peek. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Yeah. I actually listened it's to like their only show. A 45 minute detour. For me. Yeah, I actually listened to their show the other day, and I was like, I like these guys, but I hate them at the same time. If that makes any sense. Well, they had like, Neil deGrasse Tyson on. I no, the one week. the one that I was listening to was just them, oh. and it was 
like they make a lot of sense, but they also say a lot of dumb shit in the same yeah in the same sentence. But I but it's enjoyable yeah. and yeah. You know, I it's made it mindless fun. Yeah, well, and, but they're. I mean, they do make some good points. They do absolutely. I made. Um, I made it. My the beauty of what one of the things he was talking about was how like all politicians suck. You know what I mean? Oh, um, the main guy. I don't know the one who talks all the time. APAC probably. And he all was politicians going, are cunts. Oh yeah, basically. <laughs> that's yeah. like he was. That's dude, the hashtag. He yeah, started. dude. Like he was just going. Yeah, going What's in yeah, on both, yeah. them in general. And, you know, you, you know what like, actually happened to them. Uh, They were doing a live stream on Facebook and YouTube and everything, mm -hmm. and they went through the step-by-step -step directions on how to stop Facebook from tracking your phone. Really? Like, because I guess your Facebook app connects through Bluetooth to other people's phones. Yeah. So they know who you're around and where you are, and they wow, listen to your conversation dude, that's and crazy. shit. And they were talking that, okay, go through your setting, go to this, go to that. And as they're doing it, they get a message that their uh, Facebook feed video feed have been shut down wow dude <laughs> talk about censoring jesus christmas so uh are you fucking serious and i was like i was watching nuts. i was like that's legit like yeah we yeah. like we haven't been able to fucking go back on face on facebook live since that's crazy which is wild but anyways uh, enough sponsoring of it but, uh, i know right but Yeah, so I do, but I do like Tactical Brewery, so I definitely want us to actually go there. And this was completely unreal. I've been going to Tactical Brewery since before I knew they ever went Had there. Had anything to do with it, yeah, yeah gotcha. Because my, yep. my best friend lives in that neighborhood. Gotcha. So anytime we, I hung out with her, gotcha, that was gotcha, like, gotcha. and I like craft yeah. beer, that was kind of my. Like, I definitely through. enjoyed it. I've had a couple other cans because uh, there's a guy, you know, one of the guys that I've talked about before that runs around Florida and picks up cans and he's got them before. Oh, okay. And I've had a couple from them. I had a double IPA and a, uh, I actually had a sour from them once and they were both really good. So I'm looking, I've no I've, complaints at all. I've gone there. Shit. I'm trying to see what, oh, I think he's looking through his U porn right now. Uh, I have pictures of Nova there. I don't hey. have any pictures of the beer. Um, <laughs> no beer allowed. Ford Pierce. Um, but, What um, is it? Is it a can of oh beer? Oh my god! How? Ford Pierce cab. Take it easy. Wow, never mind. Okay. What? I can't find a. He has no pictures. I could have swore I've taken pictures of the labels before, but apparently I, I have some somewhere. But I'm not even going to attempt to dig through them because yeah. I have thousands of beer pictures. Oh yeah, same. So. That's the thing, right? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, anyway, brother, we're about at an hour, and I got to roll out of here. Yeah, so, 38 minutes here. So yeah, yeah you got to go. Yep. So um, let's call it a show, and this will be out. This week, we still got some glasses, so... Oh, well, since uh, I've loaded a bunch of... Uh, bad beer reviews. Beer, bad beer reviews. You want to tag on a couple at yeah, the end of this? absolutely. I did... Uh, I did... Cool. Ice House. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Good Thanks luck with the, the Coast Guards, buddy. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Be safe, have fun, and... Uh, He's shipping out. What's something... I mean, shit. I, don't even, I can't even think of anything funny to say about the Coast Guard right now, but you'll be good. They're called booty pirates? Puddle pirates. Puddle. 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 Puddle pirates. Because they only stay within three miles. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Three miles. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The But coast, you see some the Coast Guard are the runts. They're the oh, ones yeah. that get out there and actually yeah. get dirty and do the work. So, But this is, what's your name? Jake. Jake. Yes. 
How's it going? You're famous now. <laughs> yep, leaving for Boot Camp Monday. Cool, man. Yep. Yes, sir. That was Jake. Good luck, dude. Be safe. Take care of yourself. Hopefully, we'll see you back here in yeah, a year. Yeah, hopefully, you'll be stationed in Fort Lauderdale, dude. That'd be cool, right? Yeah, that's where yeah. everybody wants to go, apparently. Or the Keys or something like yeah. that, yeah. You can catch like, up Cubans. Catch I know those, somebody I got stationed in Alaska Cubans. in the Coast Guard. Just kidding. My wife That is seemed Cuban. rough. It did seem rough. Yeah. Alaska for the Coast Guard. Oh, that's yeah. cold. The, yeah. The ice shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Virgin Islands. Hell yeah. Oh, Hawaii? Uh, yeah. That'd be Hawaii? Dope. That'd That's be beautiful. Yeah, I could do Hawaii. Yeah, cool. But uh, all right, we're, we're out of here. Get, you, get the fuck out of here. Yep. Buy a glass, fifteen bucks shipped anywhere in the lower forty-eight states. Or I'll hand it to you for ten um, bucks. I'll have four. And uh, we're out. You know what? I don't. If anybody's a thanks, guys. Uh, if anybody's rides motorcycles, thanks, guys. Um, if anybody rides motorcycles, going to be Daytona Bike Week. Daytona Ballsack Week. Uh, on the thirteenth and fourteenth, I'll be there. And. <sighs> I'm not. I don't know. If think I'm gonna bring any glassware with me, but yeah, I wouldn't bring it on the bike if I were you. But he's he's down for docking. So if anybody wants to meet up, <laughs> well, you have to be cert because I'm the own cert one. Ah, that's uh, so cool. But I'm no, just kidding. What, um, I'll meet up if you guys want to throw me the cash and then we'll mail it. Yeah, absolutely. Or whatever. We can do that too. Yep. Yeah. What, no whatever. Worries. And maybe I'll bring one or whatever two. works. We'll make a post. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, I'll give him well, a sticker. We'll get you stickers. Yeah, yes. yeah we'll, we got stickers. Yeah, which give me some before we forget. This like six months in, and I'm still never have any stickers. Thank you, sir. Dope. There you go, buddy. <laughs> I forgot Nova was even here. Um, but yeah, you get out of here. I'm talking to myself. We're going to check out. All right, I got to go. Deuces. Bye. What's going on, everybody? Hold on a second while I position my phone here. I'm sorry, I'm getting it. The kids have FSA uh, sample testing, I guess, today, so... On my way to pick them up from school, they uh, school from home. But when they do these standardized tests, they have to go to the actual school location, and that's a uh, you know just the life of a COVID parent. <laughs> so, which is fine. Hey, I don't mind because uh, it is what it is. But definitely want to get the kids back in school. But anyway, I'm here because I wanted to do a little. Uh, push on business real quick and what I mean by that is is that there are tons of us who are probably confused at a lot of the shit that's going around right now and what I mean by that is is that if you are a self-proclaimed entrepreneur 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 <laughs> um or if you own your own business or whatever the case may be, or if you just have high aspirations and eventually want to own your own business, there's a lot of weird shit, you know, going around on the internet nowadays. And I think a lot of people get caught up in, well, which way do I go? Well, which way is the right way? And I think some of the scariest stuff or some of the shit that just makes the least sense is you, you, you'll hear one person say, know your worth, you know, know your worth. And 
you can build an empire for somebody else or build an empire for yourself, which is very, very true. I mean, at the end of the day, if you know that you have the skills to run your own business and do your own thing, you could very well build something for yourself versus building something for somebody else. Because a lot of people, you know, the days of people working for a company for 40 years and, you know, leaving with a pension and, you know, uh, you know, and a good retirement are slim to none nowadays, man. Like people live so stretched to their means that if you're not making, you know, uh, six figure plus and, you know, and have a 401k stashed away that you're going to be blessed enough to have millions, you know, on hand when you, when you retire, it's, it's not an easy, uh, task to be able to actually survive once you stop working, which is why we see so many people working basically until death. You know what I mean? And I know that's, that sounds pretty morbid and horrible, but it's the truth, man. I mean, how many times you walk into a store and, you know, let's say Walmart or Publix or a shopping center or something. And you got, I mean, there's a dude behind the counter that's like 90 years old, maybe not necessarily 90, but you know, seventies, things like that. I mean, a lot of people are still working until their golden years, essentially, because they just don't have the setups for retirement nowadays. Like they used to when our, uh, you know, grandparents and our parents and stuff were younger. So a lot of people are they fail in that aspect and end up having to work their asses off for their entire life because they just don't have anything in the bank. So you got that, like I said, know your worth, you know, build an empire for yourself or build an empire for somebody else. And you get a lot of people that are like, put in the hard work, you know, this and that, and they'll, they'll come back and they'll be like, you know, you, you got, there's, there's like one group of people that says basically that their basic, the basic concept is work all year long, work every day, you know, don't sleep, put in all the hours, hustle, 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 hustle. And then you got the opposite end of the spectrum, which I think are like sometimes the smarter people where they're like, work smart, not hard, you know? And it's like, work, there's no reason that you have to work, you know, 20 hour days if you're doing it right and you have a good team behind you and whatever else, you should be able to enjoy your life and not just be constantly working. And it's like, you know, it can be confusing to the point where, you know, you're like, what the hell do I do? Like, what's the right way? What's the right answer? What's the right decision? What's the right, you know, what should I be doing? You know, if I'm waking up at, at 7am and, and getting to the office at like eight or nine, and then I'm working nine to five, but my business is thriving. Am I successful or am I doing it wrong? Because I'm not working, you know, 4am to, to midnight. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it, it, it's hard. It's easy to get caught up in that stuff and be like, you know, what, what should I be doing? Am I not as successful as I should be because I'm not working, you know, 20 hour days or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I, and I think we, it's easy to get caught up in that shit and to start determining, okay, well, what am I doing wrong? What decisions am I making that I could be doing better at? You know, a lot of things like that. And I think that's, uh, says a lot about people, you know, independently and what they want to do. And I think, you know, like for me, my goal, my goal is not to work 20 hours a friggin' day. My goal is not to be the guy that's seven days a week, 20 hours a day, go, 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 never has time for family, never has time for friends, you know, misses out on events for the kids because I'm always running around and doing shit. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, if there's a period of time where 
that type of effort has to be put in in order for you to get your business to a point where it's not say I would never say self-sustaining because that's not a fair statement because no business should ever be self-sustaining. It always requires management and leadership and, you know, people to make it, to, to push it and make it go. But there should always be somewhat of a balance, you know, of work life. And that's my opinion. Now, I'm not saying that that's what everybody else will say. You know, you might go online and see, you know, some of these gurus like Gary Vee and people like that that are like work, work, work. And I think Gary's one of the ones that's very, you know, pro balance and pro, you know, uh, enjoying life. And, you know, what's the point of making the money if you can't if you can't enjoy it and, you know, things like that. And, you know, a lot of that stuff is cool. But then you you definitely hear a lot of other people that are like, you know, it took me 12 years of blood, sweat, tears, 20 hour days, this and that to become successful. Does that mean you can't be successful in a shorter period of time? No, it just depends on the industry. It depends on how hard you work, how good of an idea you have, you know, how good you are at what you do. You know, service industry is very different than products per se, because a product, I think, you know, you can be a smart mofo and come up with a crazy ass product that literally just like blows the world away. And you could you could be one of those people that's like an overnight success where, you know, it may take you two or three years to de- develop said product, but you but literally, you know, it's so good and it and it, it meets a need so well that a giant company comes in and says, dude, we will give you $5 billion for that invention right now. And those are the type of people that are like, holy shit. And they sell the product off and they're set for life, but it doesn't happen all the time. That's a fairy tale. That's not a, that's not something that you're going to hear about, you know, that happened to a lot of people. I mean, it, it just doesn't work that way. And a lot of times you may start a business and you may develop 10 products and it's not until 20 years in and product number 10 that you come across something like that, that has, you know, it's a groundbreaking thing and you end up, you know, going through a process of being licensing it or being bought out by somebody and and being able to kind of walk away with, you know, a billion dollars in the bank and just being, being set for life. But, you know, and then you, then you talk about the service industry. Well, when I talk service industry, service industry is anything from a marketing company, which is what I do to a restaurant to, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, when you're providing a service, not necessarily your service is your product. So you're not selling somebody t-shirts or, you know, uh, plungers or car batteries. You're selling somebody your time, your energy, your effort, your service. If you are damn good at what you do, then you can become successful very quickly because, word of mouth gets around it speaks for itself and the more um the more success you have with the people that you work with the better your opportunities are going to be the bigger contracts are going to come your way the bigger companies are going to come to you and ask you for your help and bring you in you know from whatever aspect it might be so there's so many different concepts and ideas of what is success you know what i mean like success for me right now my, of course, my goal is to be a millionaire, but in the end, but at the end of the day, success for me right now could be as simple as just making a consistent six figure a year income, you know what I mean? And, and being able to, you know, take a vacation a year, a nice vacation a year with my kids and my family and be able to, you know, have weekends off, so to speak, for the most part and spend time with my kids and, you know, things like that, that is the idea of success that I kind of have in my head right now. I mean, working from home, I see my kids every day, but it doesn't mean we spend time together every day. You know, it means 
that I'm hustling and doing what I need to do and they're doing school and yeah, I'm there if they need me and we have little conversations and joke and, you know, take breaks together and kid around and mess around, you know, here and there during the day. But it's not a consistent thing. It's not something that, you know, it's not like we're sitting there together watching TV and, you know, eating, eating bonbons and ice cream and going to the pool every day. I mean, the majority of our days are both of us working. They're working on school and I'm working on work, you know, and business. And that's, you know, the nature of the scenario and kind of, you know, kind of what we're going through and what we and what we do and what we accomplish every day is dependent upon how much time we put in collectively. You know what I mean? And, and just it is what it is. And that's the the nature of the beast. But what main reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think a lot of people are confused or almost shell-shocked into thinking you have to follow a specific model. And that's not the case, man. Like, you're, every model is different because every model is based around the people that are involved, the processes are, that are involved, the brand that's involved, the service, the product. I mean, it's not, there's never, there's not one size fits all. You know, and at the end of the day, I think a lot of people get paralyzed, you know, analysis by paralysis, or paralysis by analysis, sorry, the opposite way. Because they do, they analyze the shit over stuff and they're like, damn, man, I, I, you know, I have to do it this way or I have to do it that way or so-and-so did it this way. So I have to do it the same way. And that's not the case, man. Sometimes you just grab the fucking ball and run with it and, you know, give it to God and, and, and hope that, look, like I'm making the right decisions. And, you know, obviously there's important steps in having the appropriate amount of capital and knowing how to run a business and knowing how to be profitable and, you know, sticking to your pricing and things like that, that are kind of like business concepts that everybody, you know, would benefit from sticking from sticking to. Um, but there's also, you know, if you, if you sit back, you could have the best business plan in the world, but if you ever, if you never execute it, then you're never going to get anywhere. And that's the kind of point that I was trying to get at here is that, there's so many different things now with all these online business gurus and this and that coming at you that sometimes it's just a matter of looking in the mirror and saying to yourself, it's time we need to do this and just basically pressing that go pedal, man, and just making it happen. Like not, not sitting back and, you know, debating about, you know, what, when can I start? What am I going to do? Who am I going to do it with? Who's this? Who's that? You know what I mean? And that's, I think the, the nature of the beast is to be open-minded and ready, you know, to do whatever you need to do in order to make shit happen. You know what I mean? And I think that's where people get, you know, lost in themselves, man. They get lost in the circumstance. They get lost in the situation. They get lost in, you know, fear. I mean, fear, I think, is probably the biggest aspect of the whole thing is being fearful of losing everything by taking a chance and taking a risk. And you know what? It happens, you know, failure happens, dude. I mean, failure happens to all of us. Failure happens, you know, in, in a lot of cases, but you know, you can't be afraid of failure, you know, and failure doesn't necessarily always mean, you know, blowing up the company or losing a business or whatever else. Failure could be in a circumstance. Failure could be in a situation, failure could be in a specific product launch that doesn't quite go the way you want it to. I mean, having worked in supplements for a long time, I've seen companies launch products and they go, boop, 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 you know, where you're like, wow, like we expected that thing to like, you know, come in, to come in hot. And a lot of it is an execution. You know, if you don't execute it properly and tell people what it is, I'll give you an explanation. And, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not 
beating you know somebody up but I work with a company that just recently launched a sweat product okay and it's essentially a, a non-stim sweat formula so it has no caffeine or anything like that in it and it's, and it's a really cool product and the thought process that I had with marketing this product was to have an athlete take the product rip it open dump it in their mouth because the premise is no water is needed it's like a candy basically it's like candy powder pour it in your mouth and then in about a half an hour 15 you know 20 minutes to a half an hour after you take it you start sweating and it's amplified of course by working out and things like that so um my concept was to have an athlete rip it open pour it in their mouth enjoy it mm, that's good then to go through a series of dynamic shots of this athlete just hustling in the gym man cardio ropes doing weightlifting, you know, whatever else, just really dynamic shots from multiple different angles of this person working out, even sped up a little bit to make it look even more impactful and dramatic, you know, and then you come to the end and you kind of, and you show the person soaked, you know, and they're dr just dripping sweat and they're like, you know, they hold the product up and then they say the tagline. And that was my, that was my concept. That was kind of like what I had in my mind. That's what I envisioned for the con for the product. And that's not the way the product was launched. Now, the product is doing okay, but it's not doing as well as it could have because it wasn't delivered to the public the way that it should have been. And that's my opinion. Now, I could be wrong, and maybe, you know, six months from now, it'll be the hottest thing on the market and people will be going crazy over it. But right now, the way you come out of the gate, it's just like a drag race, man. The way you leave the line determines how quickly you cross the finish line and how fast you go in the quarter mile if you spin the tires out of the hole then you're ruined you know you, the runs ruined you're not going to win your race and you're definitely not going to run your best time well, the same thing goes in a scenario like this where it's like the how you come out of the gate with a new product how you present it to people how you push it out there in front of everybody and build the excitement and hype around it is going to determine how people respond to the product and if you come out of the gate soft with you know you don't you don't you're not giving the car quite enough power and the car leaves and bogs out of the off the line you're not going to run your best time same thing with launching a product if you launch the product softly and it bogs it's not going to have the effect on people that the desired effect on people that you wanted it to now do you have the potential ability to come around on the back end and say man we're two months into this product and it hasn't quite had the impact that we wanted let's redo this and kind of do a relaunch and see where it takes us of course you do you can always make up for for a mistake and try to improve upon something and i think that's you know where a lot of businesses fall short is a lot of businesses will just say ah well it didn't work so the product obviously isn't as big of a hit as, it, as we thought it was going to be well that's not always the case your execution may not quite have been where it should have been and that could be why the product didn't have as much of a hit as you thought it was going to you know i can think of several products in the past that i've seen that have been innovative that have been groundbreaking but never quite had that hit that they deserved because they were the way that they were launched and excuse me and that's massive to me because you know you look at breweries man like i mean a lot of breweries nowadays they they kind of they have this presence online you know what i mean where i mean they just start kind of they don't just, they show up one day and they kind of build an audience and they build 
a following by going out to events, you know, even through COVID when there wasn't a whole lot of events, they, there were still, they would, they found ways to create an audience. They found ways to get people excited about their beer. Even if it meant setting up a pop-up shop in the parking lot of their building and just giving out free samples of beer or something like that to get people excited about their brand. I think breweries in essence do a really good job of pushing their product out in front of people, getting people to notice it and getting people excited about it. And it doesn't translate into a lot of other industries the way that it should. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I love the craft brew industry so much is that I think so many people are so innovative, man. I think about companies like Unbranded Brewing that do like funny videos, like they did a, they did like a Jason skit where they came out with uh, one of their triple IPAs last year and they recorded this like funny you know, Jason style video and, uh, you know, uh, not, not nightmare on Elm street is, uh, isn't that Freddy Krueger? Um, yeah, it's Jason. And, um, and it was just cool, man. Like it, 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 it got your attention. It left you thinking and it got you excited about the beer, man. And then when, then when you saw the, you know, the beer was ready, I know myself, I hustled down there and got myself a four pack of it to check it out because I was excited about it. I thought it was cool. And I think there's a lot, you know, sometimes you, it can be something as simple as a motion video where they just kind of show the beer being poured into a glass. And a lot of times if it's something funky, like a sour that has like really weird color or really cool fruits involved in it or something like that, that can kind of grab your attention. But I think when people take it a step above and beyond and they really have fun with it, that's a, uh, it's massive, man. You know, I, dude, I still have it in my mind and I never got an opportunity to go down there and, ch- and do it myself, but I wanted to, but Spanish Marie, did the um, did the shock chug challenge where essentially they hooked a tens unit up to people's arms and they shocked your arm and they and you the idea was to try to like fight the shock and uh, chug a beer so you're you're getting if you're not familiar with what a tens unit is a tens unit can, causes your muscles to contract so it's like a I think it's an AC current that they put like these these uh, pads on your muscles and it causes your muscles to contract. So imagine trying to chug a beer and you're on your arm wants to punch yourself in the face. And the videos were hilarious, man. And they went around to all different breweries. They were at, they went to Trippin' Animals. They went to Jay Wakefield. They went to Civil Society. I mean, they were all over South Florida and they were taking this thing to every different place. And they were having people from the breweries do this shock chug challenge. And it was so much fun and it was amazing. And it got other people involved and other people excited about the beer. And it just... It, it was funny and hilarious and it was not at all about the beer but it brought but it brought the spotlight to them because it was something unique and something fun that they thought of to do that involved it got people involved you know and it was just awesome and you look at little things like that 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 just end up being so much more than you ever probably thought they were going to be i'm sure when they figured that out and they decided they were going to do it they never expected it to be this huge viral thing where you know, breweries from all over Florida, we're going to be coming down and we're going to be showing up and wanting, you know, to be part of the shock chuck challenge. And it was badass, dude. And then you look at little things like that and little decisions that companies make to market their brands. And, it, you know, and it takes you have to be unique. You have to be innovative. You have to be fun. You have to incorporate people. And it's just not, you know, the days of. You know, slapping a still graphic in a magazine and saying, come buy our beer or our pre-workout or our whatever are over, man, because now we got social media. So nowadays people want interaction, dude. They want to laugh. They want to, they want to 
just they want to feel something when it comes to your brand and that's where the emotional response comes in and depending on what your product is that emotional response could be sadness it could be happiness it could be joy it could be you know uh um it could be comedic you know laughing you know i mean there's so many different things and so many different aspects and there's just a lot of you know people just miss the boat man and when you're launching a product you, you know, I, I had a conversation recently with an owner of one of the companies that I represent, and he actually made it a point to point out that the products don't get presented to the public the way that he intended them to be presented to the public because, you know, he, he's like, you know, my, my idea is innovation, science, building things that nobody's ever built. This product has these key um, components and these key ingredients and these key, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, reactions, you know, things that, that, that it's specifically supposed to do that no other product out there does. And I kind of sat back and I listened to that and I was like, well, what would have been really great is if you would have actually conveyed that to somebody, you know, when you're, if you're, if you have a desire for your product, if you're the one who spent the time, energy, effort, building it, putting it together, innovating to, to, to formulate this product and put it together. If you don't convey the, how special that product is and what's important about that product and what, you know, what people are going to, why that product is going to be so much more badass than other products on the market. If you're not willing to convey that message to your staff, to the people that you expect to market that product for you, then you can't expect your vision to be appropriately delivered to the public. You know what I mean? And I, and I think that's one of the biggest issues with a lot of owners and people out there is that when you see companies that don't deliver or don't, um, and when I say deliver, I'm talking about, you know, deliver on a, you know, on a launch and things like that. When you see companies that, that struggle to find an identity, especially in a product, a lot of times it's because the, the message is not being conveyed properly. And I think, you know, we can sit back and say, well, my team doesn't convey my message properly. Well, are you conveying the message properly? Are you sitting your team down and actually saying, these are the key points that we need to focus on when we launch this product. This is what's important. This is what I want people to know about. This is what makes it different. And this is the way I want to market my product. If you're not doing that, then you're doing a disservice to yourself and your team. And at the end of the day, you're going to come back and blame it on your team as if they are supposed to be able to read your mind. But that's not the way it works. You know, communication is key. And if you can't communicate to people the things that make your product special and the and the method by which you expect the product to be brought forward to the public, that's on you. You know, and at the end of the day, that's you are you're missing out because you're not able to convey properly the message that you want the public to hear. So anyway, a little bit of a business related, you know, uh, rant and jaunt, but I want you guys to think about that. You know, if you've got a product, I mean, you, you could be, it could be an EDC. Maybe you have a, you know, maybe you're into your, you're a bottle opener maker. Maybe you're a brewer. Maybe you're, maybe you are, you know, a, a coach. Maybe you're, maybe you you install carpet. It doesn't matter. I mean, anything that you could possibly do requires that your message and that what makes you special, unique, and gives you quality is conveyed appropriately to the public. Otherwise, you're just Tom, Dick, and Harry on the corner, you know, 
selling fake gold watches out of the inside of your black leather jacket. You know what I mean? I, it, there, you know, there's nothing that makes you special or unique if you don't know how to convey that message. Remember that. Later, Gators. I'm out. Alright you guys, we have not beer, we have something else, we got a little gift surprise from one of my uh, nice co-workers named Matt, shout out Matt, never had this, I uh, I grew up having 32s, we didn't have 40s, we don't have 40s in Florida, but uh, I was on an old English kind of guy. Uh, but I did love Mickey's and I don't know how I never came across this but anyways he actually went on a fucking adventure to make sure to try it um, he got me a Mag Dog 2020 peaches and cream flavored so um, I'm gonna drink it straight out of the bottle I hope I don't catch COVID from it pretty sure Lysol wiped it but there we are it's uh Grape wine with natural and artificial and certified artificial artificial flavors and certified colors. 13% serve cold. Doesn't smell too bad. It smells like a flat Smirnoff. Peaches and cream flavored. Let's see how this one works out. It's not bad. God damn it. It really, it tastes, it flat out tastes like a, um, like a flat Smirnoff. And, um, you guys know how, um, when you're playing beer pong, there's like the celebrity shot or whatever. If somebody just crashes it, I'm going to have Nicole come over here real quick, please. And actually try this. Cause I think it tastes good <laughs> when I'm a piece of shit. So. Here, take a swig. No. Come on. Just try it. And then tell me what you think. Take a real swig. No, it tastes like medicine. It does. Right, but it tastes like a Smirnoff. Like a, like an orange flat Smirnoff, right? Yeah, like it's when you're 19 and dying and someone's yard. God, it did. It did remind me of high school. So right away after my first sip, I did feel like that weird, like nauseous feeling, like as if you've had too much to drink. But that was like right when I put it up to my mouth. And I, I always finish the entire drink before I tune out. And we're only a minute twenty second in. So, god damn it! Every time I take a sip, though, straight up, I feel nauseous. I think it's just whatever the underlying flavor is in there or smell or taste brings be brings back fucking god awful memories of being way too drunk in high school or college or now in puking. Ooh, I don't this is gonna be it doesn't taste it's, it's not the it's pretty fucking bad. It's super fucking sweet. Doesn't taste creamy, <laughs> which I think is not a fucking stretch by by any mean. It's the grape wine. It's really. 
doesn't taste bad per se, right? It just tastes medicine-y. But that aftertaste reminds me of the taste of your throw-up after a high school bender. That's why every sip I take, every time it touches my tongue and lips, I'm like, just hold it down. Just hold it down. I also should say I haven't eaten yet. And I'm gonna have a fucking salad after this. So, not that it's a knock or anything, but that's what I plan on having for dinner, so it's what I'm gonna have for dinner. And it's just, it's pretty fucking bad. But I appreciate Matt giving me this. He also got me um, a f fucking watermelon flavored Four loco, which I've only had a Four loco once before, and it was all the way back when they first came out, but they had just become illegal, so they took all the caffeine or most of the caffeine out. So I didn't have the OG OG for Loco, but the, he got me a giant fuck off can. And it's, um, I think that's gonna be another one. I couldn't finish the original for Loco. I tried. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to finish this. I think I'm not even gonna get all that drunk from it or bust, but I think just the flavor ultimately is gonna end up making me throw up. Uh, maybe I should get a bucket. God, oh. it tastes like a prom, prom night. It really does. Like I had a fucking bottle of Hennessy that I was just trying to be like a, like baller with. And I had like three sips out of it. And then I just discarded the rest. I tried to make it with some Hennessy and make it into that green Incredible Hulk. I couldn't fucking handle that either. I tried, I think right around that time, I think right around graduation time, we rented a couple of hotel rooms. And I tried, um, fuck me, what did I try for the first time? Jack Daniels, I think. And I was like, fuck, I can't handle that. I don't know how anybody does. Mm, no, look at me. I drink, I drink bourbon like a fucking grown up. I'm halfway done. Not counting the fact that I'm not even halfway. Better start powering through this. I'm trying to keep it under five minutes. Goddamn. It does get easier, I feel like. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Um, we released a couple new episodes, including an interview with um, Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. <laughs> From Matthew's Brewery, which sounds pretty good, which is pretty fun. Um, as always, rate, comment, subscribe, review, five stars, leave funny comments, we'll read them. I wonder, fuck, I forgot to check last time. I don't think there was anything new. I don't run the Instagram, so whatever. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, two-third down. It does get easier as you go down. And it is all up in my mustache. I'm going to be tasting this for the next couple hours. Oh, God. <sighs> Anyways, hope everybody's ready to get cocked for the holidays. Or maybe it'll come out after the holidays and that would be useless. But, you know, whether it's Christmas, New Year's, or right after... I'm gonna fucking power through this entire thing very quickly. 
Oh my god. Oh. Fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna line up a bottle of water. We're out as soon as I'm done with my last sip. It's again, it's it's not. Oh, it's fine. It's one sip. It's not that terribly bad. It's only 13%. I thought Mad Dog 2020 was called Mad Dog 2020 because it was 20 ounce of 20%. And this is fucking 13. Oh my god, I had to I had to give in. I had to give in and actually rinse my the flavor out of my mouth with water. Like my body couldn't hold couldn't wait any longer. It was like fuck you. Oh my god. Okay. Last sip. Also, I apologize if there's too many um mouth noises and sipping noises and chugging noises. I'm done. This was probably the least fun yet, because again, it does a weird thing. My body's like full on rejecting whatever I just put in my stomach on an empty stomach. So that being said, everyone stay safe. I don't fucking know. All right, deuces.